0: Welcome to the Forge Truth Podcast, where we are building great men as God defines greatness. Forge is a movement of men with a mission to help all men realize they are the deeply beloved sons of the Most High God. I'm your producer, Zach, and I'm here to discuss the issues that affect men the most with our two hosts, Dr. Pete Allinson, the lifelong pastor and leader of Forge, and Jason Quinones, Bishop of Core Faith Church in Oviedo, Florida. Men, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, good to be here. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Good to be here, guys. Guys, we made it to episode two. Yeah. It's-
2: You believe that? It's happening. I mean, the wave, the radio waves didn't blow up. We don't know if we got any approval yet. We don't know if anybody (laughs) likes this, but there it is. There's no one
0: listening yet, but we got past episode one. So we're a legit podcast now. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's how I think about it. Yeah, this is real. Uh, How have you guys been since episode one? What's
1: been going on in your life since then? Oh man, real life. How about you? You preached a few sermons. How's Sunday go? Yeah. Well, I always think Sunday goes good. Yeah. But I'm the preacher. That's right. So <laughs> were you taking notes on yourself? It was so good. You know, I take notes every after every sermon. Most definitely. do I, you? I, I listen to myself and well, I, I take notes in the sense of what I should not have said or what I could have said better or all that good stuff. My
0: father-in-law is a pastor of uh, a former pastor of an evangelical free church. He's retired now, and I asked him, "Can I have all of your sermons?" And I'll print them out and bind them, you know, as a thing to give to my kids as like a keepsake of their grandfather. And he basically told me, uh, "No, not yet." Because <laughs> and he types out all of his sermons, so he has them all. But he says I'm not happy with any of them, and so until I can read through them and make notes and correct things, I'm not going to give them to you. And so he started doing that, and and uh, it's really funny, yeah. So it's kind of the same way he wants to change his sermons before he'll
2: give them on. Isn't that amazing? He won't give them up until he goes through them again. Yeah. But you
1: actually re-listen to your sermons. I don't listen to the whole thing. I, I listen to most of it because you know I do preach for like 45 minutes, so. Yes, you, know, you so do. I, I do. I do. I Oh, you're not long, supposed right? to do that. Yeah, I'm not. Well, that's the first thing that I, I'm still trying to get through that, you know, but anyway, it's- You're, you're uh, a dynamic preacher. Oh. Nobody is ever bored
2: listening to you, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but I was too insecure to listen to my sermons after I preached them. I mean, one had done, uh, and then I had to deal with the guilt afterwards of Satan saying, well, you should have done this. You should have done that. Yeah. And uh, so there it is. Yeah. Well,
0: guys, today's topic is about the dog. Pete, is this a concept that you've come up with?
2: You know, I started calling it that uh, years ago. And and that's just because I couldn't handle the whole idea of quiet time. You know, <laughs> I mean, people used to call, did, did you have your quiet time? I go, what's a quiet time? And that's reading the Bible, praying and talking to God. And that always sent me back, Zach, to, to preschool and the nap time. And they would say things like, Petey, it's time for your quiet time. And it's a, that just graded me at so many levels. Don't call me Petey or you'll get the fever and die, number one. Number two, I didn't want to take a nap. What little boy wants to take a nap? I didn't want to take a nap. So I, I just I said, just but I buy into the reality that we got to spend time with God. And so I started calling it the daily appointment with God for various other reasons too, but yeah. Um, and then that's what we call it at Forge.
0: So we have the daily appointment with God. I know when I uh, first found out about Forge, I had no idea what the dog was (laughs) Mm. and uh, no one would tell me. So, uh, so thankfully now I know it's, no, I'm just kidding. But the daily appointment with God, uh, D-A-W-G, the dog is one of the central things to what Forge stands for. It's something that we preach all the time. Why is it so important to have a daily appointment with God?
2: Yeah. Well, I need a, I need my father. You know, and Jason, we've talked a lot about that. And I I need my heavenly father and I want, and I need to grow. And Philippians one, six is, was a verse that hit me early on where, where Paul says, you know, I am confident in this very thing. He who began a good work in you will perfect it. How does God do that? Well, he Hmm. does it, um, in time with us through his spirit and through the word of God. And so it's a great time to grow as men.
1: Following Christ, Bishop, what's your input on that whole idea? Yeah, I think that not having time with the Lord becomes so evident in your life, in your daily, in your daily walk. I mean, mm-hmm. I know for me, I can tell when I miss a day or two or something. It's like, boy, you need to get back in the presence of the Lord because mm-hmm. you need help, and your family needs you to get that help. But it is imperative. I think when I first became a Christian, the the natural thing it was. Nobody told me about a daily appointment with God. I just knew that I needed to be with him. Mm. He had done something so big in my life. And having that time with him daily was so refreshing. It's so strengthening. It's so humbling. It's encouraging. It's all of that. And so I think it's imperative for a man, especially who wants to be a great man, the way that God desires that he has to have time with the Lord on a, on a daily basis, consistent. And and I think that that's a key is consistently Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: not just once in a while, but making it something that is always happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, central to what a man is, is the idea of a pursuer right so men pursue their wives they pursue business opportunities a lot of, of what a man does is initiate and pursue and our most important relationship with god we also need to pursue that relationship hmm. so in the same way that god's pursuing us because uh, god is our father and so otherwise we just we'll fill our time with something else right yeah. we're really good at filling our time hmm. and getting busy and getting distracted, but uh, unless we're intentional about it, we'll we'll miss out on spending that one-on-one time with the most important relationship we have.
2: I, I, you're so right. We're action figures, you know. And 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 in America, um, we we have no limit of things we can do.
0: Oh yeah. When I think about uh, just the TV shows I want to watch, it's an impossible list to get through. Right. I, I know. Right. And that's the dumbest way I could spend my time is binge watching TV shows. <laughs> Yet that list is really long, mm-hmm. and so you think about all the more important things that are competing for that as well.
2: That's right, and I think I think a lot of guys, you know, I mean, do do guys want to grow? Um, do we want to grow spiritually? You know, I'm talking about Christian guys. Do they want to grow spiritually? Probably yes, but I think they don't know how that happens. Right. And if I were to spend time with God, what would that be like? Right. Um, kind of goes back to some of the stuff we were talking on father wound. Last time is this idea, well, I didn't have a good earthly father experience. So if I'm going to spend time with God, the father, I mean, that's, that's awkward. How do I do that even?
1: (laughs) And what do I do if I were to spend time with him? Yeah. And I think, and and it's tough, right? I think for men, like you said, we're action figures. We're action or we always got a to-do list. I don't know about you guys, but usually when I wake up in the morning, like the first thing in my head is all the things I have to do that day. Yeah. And it's so easy to just let's get going. And, and not pause and really say the most important appointment that I have is the one with the father, Yeah, because that appointment will prepare me for the rest of my day. But for us guys, because it may be more quiet, right. And I think you might describe some of what you do in your, your daily appointment with God, which by the way, I shared some of the stuff and they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, like the candles, right? Yeah, Yeah, I told my wife and my daughter and they were like, Dr. Pete uses candles. I'm like right? And so, you know, because you're such a manly man, right? Like, you know, people couldn't see your, your face when you were talking about the whole quiet time thing, but you could just see that man and you're like, ah, quiet time. Like, it, you know, and so, but that appointment, right, is so important for us to just have that time that where we pause, mm. where we salah, where we look up to the father, where we humble ourselves before him, where we open ourselves to him so he can fill us and i think for us as guys a lot of time that's just like you said it's kind of awkward and really i think it's something that has to become a discipline mm-hmm. it has to be something that we discipline ourselves toward because again and i'm just talking about myself i you know and i've other people have expressed the same thing but man i'll go to pray sometimes and my mind just starts wandering mm-hmm. to all the other things that i got to do or you yep. know and, and 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 those things start happening so I think for us guys it's 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 uh it's really really important for us to discipline ourselves for that time and we and I think we have to really understand the value of it because I think sometimes guys and I'll say this and the, again this could I'm sure we're going to say plenty of controversial things but when you think about prayer meetings right in a church who who shows up predominantly to the prayer meetings yeah it's usually not filled with men it's usually not right yeah. and, and and even if you think about who's praying it's usually not the guys leading the way a lot of times, which we want to change that. But anyway, you said so thoughts. many things in there, <laughs> I,
2: you know, that are, that are great. Like you said, it's a discipline. And I, what I often say about a daily point with God is it's a discipline that becomes a delight. Yes. That once you get into it and started really experiencing the positives, then you want to do it and you don't feel good if you don't do it. But I want to go back to your point about, how when we wake up in the morning, we think about all these things we got to do. Are you neurotic like me? And Zach, I got to know this about you too. I am so neurotic about my to-do list that I have to have
1: what I call a distractions list next to me, piece of paper, that I'll write down those things I learned that from you. You did? Oh, okay. I, and, I, and I have taken advantage of it. It's my phone because I do more digital stuff, Yeah, but yeah. I make sure that it's there because if not, then my mind just... We just go on. But I'm so neurotic about my to-do list that if I've done something
2: and, and I... It wasn't on my to-do list. I'll write it on my to-do list just so I can cross that sucker off. Do you do that, Zach? Are you that? I do.
0: I do. I'm guilty oh, of that for sure. Golly. I love a to-do list. Really, any type of list. I'm all about. <laughs> but I love a to-do list, and it's got to look pretty and uh, check those things off. Absolutely, it's just a way to organize my mind.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we we are we guys are action oriented. Generally speaking, most guys are that way. Um, but it is a discipline that becomes a delight, but we gotta, gotta focus on, look, you you have to learn to focus Mm. in a dog. You, and you said that, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's, so, so what do you do in a dog? What do you guys do in, in a dog? What, what goes on? So I find that it's usually best in the
0: morning. First thing. Um, and for a couple of reasons, one, everyone else is asleep. Mm-hmm. And so the, there's this stillness and quietness, right? and and uh, it just seems a little bit easier to to focus on God when there's no other things competing for your for your brain space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the morning's really nice. I know some people do it at night. Uh, you know, what does the Bible say? Uh, morning and night, I meditate on your word, right? But yeah, for me, the morning and the stillness, if it's dark outside, great, you know, just as much as you can just, narrow in everything that's pulling for your attention and just focus on, on, on the dog. Uh, Jason, what about you?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, th- I think, and I don't know if, I don't know if Pete has said this, but I know in just my own thoughts, it's always trying to give God your best. Mm. Right. The so first, the first fruits, right. Right. So the first fruits, but, but not just that, but, but also finding out when, because for some people they're not morning people. Yeah. Right. And I mean, this is and and for me as a pastor that wants to hammer home, you know, early, will I seek you? Right. Like everybody has to fall into that into that front, you know, that that mindset. What I what I have learned is my best is is it has, I got to figure out when that is. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I'm preparing sermons and things like that, I have to do it at the time when I'm at my best, right? Because if not, then I'm not giving my best right to the Lord. And so I think for, you know, for, you know, you call it the dog, you know, I, I mean, I, I would refer to it as that, but you know, my devotional time, you know, with Mm -hmm. the Lord and you know, that's gotta be when I'm at my best. And I love that the stillness uh, of the morning. It's it's mm-hmm. it's that sacred before your mind gets all busy with things before you have letdowns of your day having that time with God is so so important. But again, finding when is your best because there's some people they're night owls. Yeah. And they really their best time would be everybody sleeping. It's just that night, right? And so I think that it's, it's finding that. For me, the morning is most definitely the best time. And if I'm honest, uh, one of the things that I learned from Leader, Leaders Who Last, a book by Dave Kraft, mm-hmm. a really short book, my wife and daughter and we were all in the mall shopping and they were shopping and I was like, I want to go home. And I downloaded this book and I literally read like the whole book while they were shopping. So it couldn't have been that long, but, or maybe it was that long. I don't know, but I read it the book. Been, you could have been <laughs> broke. I could, I could have been there, been there for two hours. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, I didn't yeah. know. Um, but nonetheless, one of the things that he said that really just got me and, you know, moved me in that direction is the first thing he does is he rolls out of bed onto his knees mm. and, I'm like, man, I got to do that because I got to talk to you first. And then he goes into the more deeper time of devotion, but it's just those first moments. And for me, that's something that has become a discipline in my life where it's like, hey, you got to do this first thing in the morning. Because Mm. if, again, as I was saying, if I'm honest, if I don't do it first thing in the morning, It's not going to happen. It's probably not going to get done. And we could be legalists about this and and to
2: say, you got to do it in the morning, but there's no place in the Bible that says that. And you're right, Zach. There is a flow. Really morning, noon, and night was sort of the Hebrew flow. But my argument for the morning is that that's also not only the time where I read the word, listen, but you kind of get your marching orders and you, and you put on the armor. Yeah. Ephesians six. And why would you go out to battle uh, without being armored up? And so there's a logic to it to me uh, that as soon as I hit the bricks and I'm out the door to to, to do whatever I'm going to do, Satan is, is going to be after me. Mm. And this is what most men don't really consciously understand, that since the Garden of Eden, the red dot of Satan's gun has been on you, mm. on men. Take down the man. I say this over and over, but. You take down a man, you take down women, children, churches, and culture. And and so so. why would you not want to get armored up and ready for the battle that is inevitable? Yeah. And uh, so that's
1: why I'm kind of strident about that. But, yeah. And let me just say something. Thank you for saying that over and over. No, I mean, seriously, because we need to be reminded, right? Like mm-hmm. if if the enemy can take us out. then then he destroys our families. He destroys the church. He destroys, right? And so we need to hear that because I think that that also creates value for that daily appointment with God Mm -hmm. because we realize that we are armoring up in that moment Mm -hmm. and receiving that direction from the Lord because that daily appointment with God is just that. It's not just you talking. It's you listening. Exactly. It's you hearing. It's the father loving on you. It's that the spirit of God filling you and saying, okay, son, this is what I have for you today. And even if he doesn't show you every pitfall that's going to be in your way or every way you're going to get hit, somehow he sovereignly and graciously prepares us. And I can, I can attest to the day that I wasn't armored up and the day that I was Mm -hmm. and got hit and the way that the difference was. And so keep saying that. You know, and I mean that, you know, the enemy wants to destroy men, women, children, church and culture because it's important for us as men. Yeah. Yeah. We need to know that.
0: Well, yeah. And as you approach things throughout the day, you're going to react out of instinct unless you have a godly perspective of something. And how are you going to build up that godly perspective? You're going to listen to what God tells you is the right way to view the world. Otherwise, you're going to just fall back on your natural broken instinct about uh, how the world works. Yeah. And so you need that time at the beginning to remind yourself and to spend time with God about how the world really is mm. and, and what your place is in it. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, Martin Luther who said, you know, my day is so busy today that I have to spend three hours in prayer. Otherwise yeah. I won't be able to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I just think that's a fantastic way to view it.
2: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So uh, are you a reader, Zach? Do you like to read? I love reading. I love I love reading. I love studying. Okay. So how about you, Jason? Are you yeah. a reader? I do enjoy reading. And I enjoy reading, too. What about those guys that don't want to read, So, that don't like reading? So we say to them— Coloring book. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ford should produce a male uh, coloring book. But, you know, the whole idea of, of, of reading a few verses of Scripture every day, um, what I tend to do is I'll read a psalm and then a proverb and then— I, I've added time. I want more time now. So then I'll read another part, part of portion of scripture, but wherever just take, start out 10, 15 minutes. Don't start out doing this thinking I'm going to spend three hours or 30 minutes, even it's 10, 15 minutes, read a portion of scripture and just ask yourself the questions, Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying in the context? What are you saying to me and how does this apply for my day? So Those are some of the issues. Yeah.
0: Well, the idea is that reading scripture should not, and for me, is not a chore. Yeah. And so never make it a chore. Right. Right. If you're not uh, delighting in it, then maybe you need to uh, step back what your goals are from reading the Bible, like uh, don't try to read four chapters in a day because right. you're trying because you're forcing yourself to read the Bible in a year. Like, take a step back and just focus in on one verse that God has for you that day, and maybe that's all you need, mm-hmm. rather than making it a task that you're trying to complete.
2: Right,
1: right. So, I mean, is it good to read the Bible through in a year? I mean, a lot of Christians always talk about that. I think it's a good discipline. Yeah. So, so I would say I think I think it's a good discipline, right? To like get yourself used to being in God's Word, but Okay, so if you read three chapters a day of the Bible, you read it in one year. Well, how many people have never read through the Bible in a year because they can't get those three chapters? But how about this? What if you read one chapter a day, then you would get through the Bible in three years? Ah. And I think that you could stay on track for that. And I I would argue you would probably get more out of reading that one chapter a day and Going three years later and really spending time with that meditation on what you read, thinking about what really stood out, instead of saying, "Man, I got to check that box of three chapters," right? Yeah. And yeah. so I think it's a good discipline. If you know, I, I in one of the books that I that I read on men, and I was going to try to share my list, but my list is like three books, and you have like no, thirty. No, no, but no, no, the, no, But 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 um can't use in the disciplines of a yeah, godly man. Good book. He talks about one general. Who used to read the New Testament three times a year and the Old Testament one time a year hmm. and he to me that was inspirational, right yes, so he was reading three chapters in the Old Testament and then three chapters of the New Testament right to get through this cycle as mm-hmm. he's reading mm-hmm. um, I think that's powerful I, I think that's a powerful discipline, but again, that was his discipline that was the thing that he was used to, and I love what Zach said, which is you need to you need to start with what is What is what you're able to do? Yeah. Not say, you know what? This guy, he does three hours a day with the Lord. And so I got to do that. And you're going to be there in 15 minutes. And for the next two hours and 45 minutes, you're going to be like, what on earth? You got to build that.
2: That's right. Start yeah. small.
1: Yeah. Go deep. Think big. I right. mean,
2: you know, really start small. You have to work into that.
0: And don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Ooh,
2: I like it. Very yeah, I, like it. Yeah. I
0: firmly believe that by reading the Bible, you will reap a harvest. That's mm-hmm. right. But, but that only happens if you read the Bible. So mm-hmm. so whatever's going to get you reading it and delighting in it, then do that.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's okay. right.
0: Because I think so many people in the church just haven't read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they get scripture from other people rather than from the word itself. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. No, that's so true. And so we don't even know how to hold our pastors accountable anymore because a lot of the men in the church don't even know if the pastors, when he preaches, is if he's really preaching the word. Mm -hmm. And and so the more we read it, the more we can actually hold our pastors accountable and pastors all need to be held accountable. Amen. the daily appointment with God is that opportunity to hear the father's voice. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I get to my desk. I say, father, here I am. I get my Holy cup of coffee first. You got to have a, a wake up mechanism. (laughs) You know, um, I need, I need a, a a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And so, uh, (laughs) get that caffeine to wake me up. And then Lord, here I am. Read a little bit of scripture. Uh, what are you saying to me? And then, uh when distractions come up, I write those down. But I try to go leave with a with a takeaway. I think, Father, you're saying to me today mm. that I need to focus on this proverb or or this idea. I think that's what you're saying. And then I try to share what I learned that day too, because when I teach what I've learned or share what I've learned, it cements it deeper. Three by five. Write it on a three by five card, carry it with you. Or on the phone for you younger guys all do technology, right? So it's all on technology. You yeah. don't use three-by-five cards, do you, Zach? Just if I'm trying to memorize something, I will. You will? Yeah. Actually write it yeah, out? Yeah, I'll write it out if I'm trying to memorize scripture. Wow. Yeah. that That is, by the way, a great strategy for memorizing scripture. We ought to talk about that one podcast, too, in itself. That would be fun. Yep. What, else, what else could we say about a daily appointment with God? What other tactics? What if... What if I wake up and I just don't feel like spending time with God reading the Bible? What can I do? Well, so there's going to be mornings that you don't feel like having your dog. Yeah.
0: And uh and that's just the reality of it, okay? And that that means maybe for that morning, maybe you just do it because again that uh discipline is sometimes you're not going to be as excited about it, but you're still going to reap benefits from it, mm. okay? Or maybe Maybe it means for you that day it looks different. Okay. Maybe you still spend time either in silence or in solidarity. But it's, it's going to be trying to uh, connect with God in a different way than scripture or a different mm. way than you normally do. If you work out really hard one day, the next day you feel muscles you didn't realize you had, mm. right? And you have aches of body parts you didn't know were on your body. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. If you feel like you're not hearing the Holy Spirit, perhaps you're not working that muscle and spending time mm. listening to God and feeling that Holy Spirit that lives
1: inside of you that you're just not in touch with. Yeah. And I I would, I would just add to that. I think when you, when you don't feel like spending time with the Lord, I think the first thing you do is confess that in honesty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and and not, that isn't to be condemning. It's just to be like, father, I'm so sorry that this morning I just don't feel like being here. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I've, I've said that on a few more than a few occasions where I'm just like, you know, Lord. I'm just not feeling it today. That's right. You know, I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm here, you know, I'm awake, half awake. You know, I don't do the holy cup of coffee because unfortunately caffeine doesn't really wake me up. But nonetheless, that's another story. That's sad. I thought you were a Christian, Uh, you know, know. I like coffee. It just doesn't do for me what it does for you. Like I can, like I could drink coffee and just go to bed.
2: I see. That's a gift. (laughs) That's a gift. Coffee is a vitamin. It's not a stimulant. Uh, I. I mean, well, yeah, all yeah, right, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to be able to drink a cup of coffee and go
1: to bed. Yeah. So, but ultimately I think that that would be part of, you know, being in a real relationship with the Lord. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, man, like today. Like with
2: anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With your
1: wife. Right. It could be the same way.
2: Honey, I I just, I'm, I, let me go, let me go work out and then maybe we can sit and talk. I just don't feel, I I, I think that's real, but a lot of men are not in touch with their emotions. and we don't realize that we are emotional Mm -hmm. and that as Lewis said in the screw tape letters, our emotions are undulate. They go up and down Mm. and their days, their days, their weeks, our emotions are low and we just don't feel like it. But so a lot of things we don't feel like doing, we do because it's good. Mm -hmm. And we, like you said, Zach, we, we ultimately will benefit from it. Lots of times I've walked away from the dog going, that was good. And I didn't think it was going to be right. Right. You know? Yeah. so another, another strategy, just one other thing is that some mornings when I don't feel like reading the Bible, I'll read a devotional, or read a, you know, like my utmost for his highest or Oswald, uh, Oswald chambers, mm-hmm. uh, or read through a, a chapter and a, I don't know, uh, a, a, just a good Christian book or, mm-hmm. or just read something to get my mind going. And, um, I don't think there's no place that says you have to read the Bible every day. Right. Right. But um, God does speak to his sons through the word.
1: Amen. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, the dog, like I said, at the start of the episode is central to what Forge teaches. And I think it's an important part for every man to have a time in their day where they're seeking after the Lord and listening to the Lord. So I'm sure it will come up in future episodes as well. But just to wrap up our talk today, I want to thank everyone for listening to the Forge Truth podcast. Uh, Episode two, we are on our way. If you have any questions or comments on what we talked about today, you can email us at Forge at ForgeTruth.com. And if you're interested in learning more about the Forge movement, you can check out our website at ForgeTruth.com. We'd also love it if you'd help get the word out about our podcast by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star rating and a review for the show. Uh, That'll go a long way in helping people find the show. Thanks for listening. And Jason, why don't you uh,
1: give people the challenge for this week? Well, I would just say thank you for joining us and make sure that you set apart a time to be in the presence of the Lord. You won't regret it. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for joining us.